welcome back to another episode of The Table. Today, we're gonna jump right into a conversation about gender roles. So why do we feel like, or do we feel that um, gender roles, those lines have become blurred over the past years? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, with Specifically with like the physical things, the physical roles we take or the physical, uh, just physical things that we do as people. Men and women just have done different things historically. Um, the men work, the women stay home, and they raise the children. Some There's some practicality to that. Men are just stronger than women, and then women literally need to feed the babies with their breasts. So they have to be home, you know? As time passes, there are single male households where dad's raising the kids, there's no mom. Or other way, mom's raising the kids, there's no dad. They're going to have to exchange those roles and do more all-encompassing. They're going to have to work. They're going to take care of the kids. They're going to provide financially. They're going to they're going to take on all those roles. Um, so I think that the new families that we have, or the how we are like with modern families, mm-hmm. um, has definitely affected the roles men and women have in the household and in workplaces. I think. I think too. There's been a lot of discussion on, um, you know, uh, equality in the workplace with women and men. So obviously talked about how a lot more women are entering the workforce in the last, you know, 40, 50 years, which now I feel like you need to have two incomes in order to, like, survive, at least in Massachusetts. Um, So it's more practical for women to work. And then, you know, just talking about, okay, there's been this discrepancy between wages and things like that, and sometimes even in workplaces where there's um, sexual discrimination and harassment. And so, as a society, I think we've been really looking at like, okay, um, how do we view, how do men and women view one another? How are we supposed to relate to one another uh, and protect uh, one another? Things like that. I think, like, with the whole, I guess, fight for equality in the workplace is just, like, brought into the family, and so it kind of distorts, um, or I guess it amplifies, like, what people used to think about, like, the husband being greater than the wife, which is not what God views, it's just that you have different strengths, that they're just, like, they're physically stronger, so they're capable of doing a lot more versus, like, the woman, and because women are fighting for equality in the workplace, they feel as though they need to fight for equality in the home, not recognizing that you're both one and it's there's no he is greater than I am or I'm inferior, is that that you both operate differently and so will utilize your strength in that marriage. I also think um, some of it is maybe like historically like women not feeling like they have been respected as people um, and as citizens. And that's, like, I think globally and, like, um, I mean, like, some places in the world, like, the fight for women's rights is looks a lot different than it does here. But I think it kind of, um, a lot of it comes down to not necessarily, like, um, I mean, here it's more like a fight for, like, equal wages or, um, like, tangible things. But I think... a lot of it kind of comes down to this idea that, like, women want to be respected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, I agree. I feel like um, gender roles was indirectly, or, like, I guess directly affected because, or this change in perception of gender roles has been directly affected because of 
the rise of the feminist movement, the continuation of it, the need for it, because um, we need not forget that there's a reason that these movements exist in the first place. <laughs> so I feel like gender roles as part of that issue sort of acts as a barrier to what looks like progress. So I was thinking um, along those lines in Ephesians 5. It's a passage, but I'm going to read it all. So bear with me. It says, Wives, submit to your husbands, ask to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to sanctify her by cleansing her with the washing water of the word, so that he may present the church to himself as glorious, not having a stain or wrinkle or any blemish. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one has ever hated his own body, but he feeds it, he takes care of it, just as Christ also does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two will become one flesh. I think that establishes roles, like that sees, okay, what someone's doing, what the other one person is serving, one person is uh, giving. Of like, they're, they're, they're just doing different things. And I think in the Christian, I don't know, the Christian marriage or whatever, the what men and women do um, for each other and for their families and for the community, I think there's like some differences, but I think again, they're one. So with in society, it, women have been pressing for a long time to try to be equal, you know? To be okay, we're doing different things, fine, but like to be respected and to be like on the same playing fields. Um, it wasn't until recently that women can vote. You know, mm-hmm. that's people are still alive that remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, I guess, progress towards certain things just to make women even, not better than or not surpassed, just even, just to get to that part where we don't have to be second guessing or women. There's we're not going to apply for this job because we don't think we're going to get it. We can't live in our own because what if something happens to us? Um, we're not taken seriously as financial partners or, um, I don't know, bring anything to the table. So I think it's a lot with the roles and with the church to just also, like, strengthen women in their role and allow them to, like, to reach that, like, kind of, like evenness, that balance mm-hmm. with the men. So how, or do we believe, I should ask, um, if that, no, I don't know how to phrase it. <laughs> Can women's rights, like the movement, run parallel with gender roles and like coexist healthily? Well, like Christian gender roles? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. What are Christian gender roles that we're mm. specifically referring to? Well, we are yeah, well, Actually, of- there are so many women <laughs> in here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Men are the head and the woman's like the neck or something. I've never heard that. I've never heard that for the next part. Yeah, I've heard that, but like, not I don't know like the woman yeah. swears the guy, but the guy is up to him okay, to like, make it work. Okay, I know that from like my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> I definitely have heard that from like a pastor or someone, but I don't know if it's biblical. So what is the relevance yeah. of the neck? The neck holds up the head. Is that yeah, and it, it, it like it turns can, like, towards what it's like, sways it or whatever. And then the guy is like supposed to put the, I guess it's supposed to symbolize putting the effort and the strategy into the goal or whatever. Yeah. I've never been more aware of my neck. 
turning my head. What qualities or like contributions to society are often associated with gender roles for women? Mm. Cooking. Well, cooking. Cooking. <laughs> Sensitivity, kind of empathy. Yeah. If they have a career, it's like particular careers. Teachers. Teachers, nurses. Yep. But I do think, though, it's important to note, um, like, in the Old Testament, there was a whole outline of the virtuous woman and what she does and what, I guess, her role was, and it doesn't necessarily conform to what you would typically associate with a woman because she buys property, she... um, all these manly qualities. Um, So it's important to realize that the Bible acknowledges that women are, in fact, capable of running more typically traditionally men roles. But that seems to be overlooked a lot, you know? That's very much overlooked in favor of the passage in Ephesians where it says Mm -hmm. the women need to submit themselves and the first yeah. half of the passage. <laughs> right. right. In the passage in um, First Timothy. First Timothy. <laughs> I just read that recently. I was like, whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, like, it talks about submission, and then it also says, like, a woman's role is to, like, be quiet, be quiet. and wow. submit, and she's not permitted to yeah, But there's also a portion in there that talks about the, what the man cannot do as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the things that we keep overlooking is what the woman's supposed to be doing, what the woman what can the do, and then the man is just be like... <laughs> Free for all. Um, free for all. I think because I think because a lot of what um, these like verses and these letters translate to um, is always suppressing sort or what is translated as a suppression of the expression of women. Okay. Um, especially when they're like being told to be quiet or they can't like teach a man things like that. Um, that like he explicitly said to that church, which people often argue um, it was just that church. Like the context matters, but. Um, I think, I, think, uh, I think context Yeah, matter, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah, I think context yeah. and these yeah. verses do matter because we live in a totally different society than mm-hmm. what they used to live in. I'm not saying context mm-hmm. matters to dismiss. Right. Because like, I, yeah. right. I hate when people just are like, oh, well, the historical context is adverse. You can't really apply it to whatever. <laughs> but I think with, with the letters, like, isn't it fair? And correct me if I'm wrong, and someone here has is studying divinity, so they can probably correct me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't with the letters specifically, can't you look at it uh, in reference? With, can't you say, like, oh, well, maybe that, that was for that specific church or that population? Or is that, like, in general? I think... The letters from, like, Paul. First Timothy 2.12. A woman, or 2.11. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. For Anna, Adam first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not the one who deceived it. It was the woman who was deceived. Oh, sorry. Adam was not the one who was deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. So how do we read that? And then think like, and then like, because I think, uh, yeah, it's cool if a woman like is preaching or teaching yeah. a class, or even if I'm like learning, I don't know, something other than cooking or how to change a diaper from woman. <laughs> I have like no problems with that. Am I now in conflict with what the word says? If I think like, yeah, you could totally have a woman preacher. Yeah. The tough part where I think you do want to look at the context is St. Paul, who was apparently writing this also wrote other passages that says there's now no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. Mm. We're all one in Christ. 
Same one who um, says women should be praying publicly and be allowed to prophesy in church, you know, in different letters. Um, there's even one where he um, believes that, you know, one of the uh, people he addresses is a female apostle. Mm. And so this is obviously the church issue, I would say, is a big one. It's one that I've been trying to learn more. So I, I went to a debate at my school, and normally they call it complementarian versus egalitarian yeah. Yeah. Um, versus equality. And then yeah, for the folks at home, what's complementarian? Normally women are um, supposed to complement leadership, but they're not supposed to be, like, say, a head pastor mm. or kind of take those leadership um, eldership roles, whereas egalitarian sees no distinction between men and women. The interesting part was it was like a woman um, was arguing the complementarian part and a man a man was arguing the egalitarian part. Hmm. So I I personally did not do a whole bunch of historical research on all of these individual passages because I think you need it. Um, but like you mentioned, it's there's no easy way around it. It's like very tough was how's Paul trying to say and how does this translate to our culture and um well I mean actually considering that uh that verse in particular from Timothy one of my friends is pretty uh uh he's pretty well versed and you know like spiritually and you know uh so he told me the context of that verse in particular and that apparently there are a lot of uh, false prophets and and Timothy's uh no Paul's time um when he was writing where women were leading uh these uh, these different types of you know like uh uh, like churches, and they're false, and they're worshiping false gods. So because of uh, so because of that, that's why Tim, uh, Paul felt the need to write that down, I guess, because uh, because of the women who are leading these uh, uh, churches to worship false gods, who are you know like leading people down the wrong path. So I think that's what he told me uh, was like the historical context for for that in particular. Pretty sure that's yeah, nah, that's what he told me. Um, and I was like, I mean, that makes sense, but like. I'm not sure if that entirely excludes what he's saying. So, I think also um, context-wise, I've heard it brought up that like the passage right before that, like the verses directly before that, um, are talking to the women in that specific congregation about how they've been struggling with being modest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've also heard it brought up that like wow. perhaps he's saying these women should not be teaching because currently they're struggling with this other sin um and so i've heard it brought up that like maybe that's why he's saying like the women in this congregation should not be permitted to teach because he knows that at this moment they're not exactly like their hearts aren't really where it should be so so when reading like these letters because there are a lot of them in the new testament those epistles Mm -hmm. when reading them how do we know which context is relevant to our like current society and which one's which ones um, apply to the context of our current society and, like, which ones to overlook? I feel like Paul was addressing, like, when he wrote these letters, he was addressing specific issues. So I think if we in our society today find these, like, similar issues that we're facing, that that's when we kind of can use this as a guidance versus, like, taking it out of... I guess we... I, I think I do remember talk, it talking about modesty. I don't remember what else, but it was a couple other things... And he was addressing that, and that's why he was saying, don't do this. And then there, there are other passages in the Bible that directly talks about how you should be behaving based on what you've been doing prior. And so that's how I think we can help ourselves with trying to figure out what applies to our situation and what doesn't. Yeah, I think if there's 
I know a lot of the context of these passages are used to limit the role of leadership that women have in church. And so, um, and that's obviously a big debate with different churches. I would say listening to the debates that there's significant enough um, leeway on either side where we should try our best to maintain unity as Christians, um, but that women um, should not be limited in their leadership capacities. There seems like there's, a, there's enough kind of doubt where we shouldn't just all say, nope, sorry, you're a woman, you're disqualified from mm-hmm. spiritual Only leadership. And- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, from the holistic reading of the word and, and look at passage in the context with the Holy Spirit in our society, I think it's, um, you know, that would be inappropriate. But again, I, I know a lot of Christians or pastors who feel that way. And they're still, you know, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Some of them are women, too. So it's um, it's one of those issues where there's going to be disagreement, I think, in the church. But we can try our best to maintain unity. But uh, I've heard it said from a lot of people, if you're a woman and you feel like God's calling you into leadership, um, that maybe um, we want to try to find some people who are going to encourage you in that and see in places um, and churches or how God's using you. Um to do that where you're going to be accepted and thrive and grow so but obviously as a man i would not know how that um feels and and the struggles that that goes uh, to go through to have someone say that to you um so yeah i'd, I'd appreciate more in particular maybe how you would feel as women who i'm sure many of you guys are leading like um, glory, oh, sorry, <laughs> you're, you're leading this right now, and we're under like your leadership. So, maybe how, how do you feel with uh, about those particular the Christian church leadership issue? I mean, always my first instinct is always like, why? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this is baloney. This is baloney. <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct is always that out of like a defense of my womanhood and um out of a place of trying to uh uphold the self-respect that I have for myself that I feel is being counteracted when people tell me that or when things happen um but if I'm not understanding something because of my experience or because of my limited perspective that is being presented in the word regarding like woman in authority, I'm open to that, but I I have yet to understand it still. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of what I hear too is like it's never been like this. Like, a lot of the arguments I hear is like, oh, this is the status quo, mm-hmm. kind of. Not necessarily like you're disqualified for any character flaw or whatever that you have going on. It's not like oh, you're just not qualified. Because I've, I've met plenty of women who could be could run a, a sermon or some sort of class on just, like, the ways of life and the Bible. There have been so many educated women that I've met that have taught me so much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of it is just, like, this is just the way things go. Yeah, yeah. I think that bridges... Uh, I think that, that pertains to people who... Uh, uh, not necessarily like not necessarily use the scripture uh, because they feel like they need to follow it but just uh, like using it as an excuse for like uh, like superiority yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's the main issue yeah. like they're using it as an excuse exactly. to, to, to use it just against far. people mm-hmm. rather than taking it wholeheartedly yeah, yeah. I think that's and while we're talking about Christian leadership 
and being leaders are sure it's always in the context of first of all we're we're all submitting to Christ yeah right. and just like the passage you read from Ephesians our service is supposed to look like Christ it's not about authority we're higher than you but Christ came to give his life and to serve people so when we're saying we're going to be leaders in the church that's what we're signing up for mm-hmm. is never to put someone below you it's always to put someone above you uh, and to do everything you can even giving up your life um, for the well-being of that other person um, so yeah definitely when um, maybe there's people I know I've heard many people uh, I was just reading a woman who was came out of a cult the other day and was talking about this experience mm-hmm. that it was run by my male so there's that issue where people are arguing about authority and power say what, what's the motive behind that this doesn't seem very yeah. Christ like right. uh, and what he called us to do in the first place and how he called us to serve so yeah. I've definitely sat in on like a fair share of men's conferences. Oh yeah. And I appreciate the the difference in topic and conversation at a men's conference and a women's conference. Mm-hmm. Men's conference are like step up, like do your role, lead your house, lead your family, you know, go get that job, do this and do that. It's a lot of action, it's a lot of proactiveness, it's a lot of aggressive um, decisions. It's like, make a decision. Do what you want to do. You're the man of the house. You're, you're a man of God. You're supposed to do this and that. Um, lead your family. Lead, lead your house. Whatever. Women's conferences are always like, fruits of the spirit, love, gentleness, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, mm-hmm. self-control. And I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate, like, good, yes, have those fruits of the spirit. And at the same time, we should be taking action. We should be making decisions. We should be also be involved in family affairs, promoting your careers, educating yourself, um, being proactive, being active and aggressive about our relationships with people, uh, children, home, work, whatever. Um, because that's, I feel like, not really addressed so much for women as it is for men yeah. in a lot of um, settings in the church. It's it's very uneven, and it's very like um, the boys, little boys teacher said strong, superior, the girl's like, pretty princess, and you're just like, yeah. she could be strong too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or and even, and even the, the other way around, I feel yeah. like yeah. 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 the pastor just gave a sermon about like, boys should cry or something. Yeah. <laughs> something very you know fundamental that just isn't taught. It's right. That's actually really serious. I heard that, what's the suicide rate in men? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's high. Really high. <laughs> they yeah. bottle up everything. They feel like, yeah. like you said, they have to be proactive and strong and like have everything on lock. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that, that takes a toll. I feel like we both need that balance. We can both benefit from those attributes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think putting, you know, like like one role to like one like to one like gender and another role to another gender, it's really just like a relic of, of like of the past at this point. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I mean, back in the day before the the times that we live in right now, like it was actually possible to have one person work and the other person to stay home and take care of everything else. You know, like that was actually a thing. Yeah, and I yeah. used to and it used to like work. But now because of the fact that everyone has to work now. You know, like women are in the w- workplace, you know, because, well, not only because they want to be, 
but because they have to in order to survive. So it's you know so just it just makes it unfair for for women. I feel like to like have all of these different types of like caring roles and you know like being you know like like food absurd all that and not being assertive and also like like trying to have like a full time job and like taking care of everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and also obviously there's you know well I mean yeah actually that's all I wanted to say but um, yeah it's just kind of like. A relic, really. Like it's it's not it's not applicable anymore. That's why I think maybe there's this all this gender confusion. Yeah. There's still maybe. this lingering like, oh, I'm a man, so I'm supposed to feel this way. I'm right. supposed to be aggressive mm-hmm. in like sports, and because that's what society tells me, I'm supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. But in reality, not all men do feel that way, and so then there's confusion. So why don't I feel this way when I don't think that was ever. Mm. necessarily the intention or you know or I'm a I'm male I should like these things but I like these things so what's wrong with me so mm-hmm. relating our genders into what roles we play or what um, things we like is not you mm-hmm. know it's it's even different culturally so it's mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of different I just want to read that Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. real quick who can find a wife of noble character for her value is far more than rubies the heart of her husband has confidence in her. He has no lack of gain. She brings him good, not evil, all the days of her life. She attains wool and flax. She is pleased to work with her hands. Work. She is like the merchant ship. She brings food from afar. She gets up while it's still night and provides food for her household and a portion to her servants. She considers a field, buys it from her own income. She plants a vineyard. She begins her work vigorously and she strengthens her arm. Um, it just keeps going on and on. Those are action words. Yep. And that's in the Bible. Society likes to take certain things away, and that's, I mean, the devil's a liar, so some people like to back it up with scripture and say, oh, this is what a woman can do, this is what a man can do. Mm -hmm. Um, But taking it completely from, like, every aspect of the Bible and not just saying certain things, we can do better in that. We're not trying, it's not a a competition, no one's trying to fight, it's just Mm -hmm. awareness and education and... You know, having self-worth, I think that's another thing for women. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to expect more from ourselves as men or as women. Like, we all have our limitations as humans, and we all have our aspirations as humans. And God gave us all this potential, and mm-hmm. it would be, it would just be a waste to limit ourselves because it's like oh well this is somebody else's responsibility mm-hmm. like I'm not going to um, be proactive or exercise mm-hmm. my own personal agency because oh it's not my place as a woman or it's not my place as a man like I don't have to be introspective or self aware or self sufficient because I should be able to depend on somebody else to um, fulfill me I don't think mm-hmm. that's, that's an appropriate use of our, our gifts of Mm -hmm. intelligence, of ambition, of um, imagination. Mm -hmm. Playing devil's advocate, though, um, I think it's also okay to support the woman who chooses to ascribe to these traditional, Mm -hmm. um, more submissive roles, Mm -hmm. you know, as you said, personal agency. If they don't want to work, they don't have to work, but as, as long as the, you know, responsibility of the house and just life in general is moving on smoothly there's nothing wrong with a woman saying you know what 
homeboy can take care of all that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but even as a, a, a housewife, women take on a great deal of responsibility. There's no For sure. clock out. Absolutely. Ab- mm-hmm. Like, they'll be cook- cooking, cleaning, Absolutely. raising however many children. A lot of them have to stay on top of, like, household maintenance. I know... Mm-hmm. One lady, I was renting from her. She considered herself the housewife of the <laughs> rental property, and she actually came in. She was like doing maid service. I was like, "Wow, like you're really putting in work." Yeah. Yes, and she was like, "Yeah, um, I actually I control the finances for this household. Mm-hmm. Like I try to manage it because she was saying like her husband, he's." kind of impulsive with the money even though he's a breadwinner so he's like you know what I trust you to manage this like I feel like it's all about that dynamic in the relationship Mm -hmm. like you said women can decide like where their strengths are best Mm -hmm. applied and they can take full advantage of that absolutely that's Mm -hmm. powerful and it's okay to go all gung-ho, you know, power to the women but um, (laughs) it's also important to realize that not everyone is built that way not everyone is um, supposed to be. I think um, on the other side of that, too, like, I think there's um, a lot of, like, I think it, there's a lot of popular support for, like, equality for women, um, but it's kind of, I think it's kind of, like, um, only to a point. Like, I don't think society is too, or the church is, like, too supportive of a single woman who wants to remain single and like doesn't want to have a family mm-hmm. wants to just work um hmm. i don't think there's much support for that lifestyle either That's it's true. kind of like yeah we'll support women because we think that like they're going to get to their 30s and decide they want to get married and have kids and stop working <laughs> um, so it's like they can have a career up until that point but um mm-hmm. like i don't know i've argued with people before who are like well like maybe like everyone every woman wants kids like (laughs) secretly even if she doesn't realize that she wants kids and it's like I don't think so like I think there are some who don't and that's okay like but um so I think there's even like not really that much support for like um the other end of that too like Mm -hmm. women who want to remain single and like want to work um I was thinking like you know how do you think the church can support women better in terms of like just empowering them and like what are some of the things that you think um, maybe should be done differently or you wish had happened or you wish it was going to happen? Have have women in more leadership roles probably. Mm. I feel like encouraging people because I mean using the example of like the woman in the men's conference I think it's good for for you to separate the gender so they can have like because as a woman you're more likely to share stuff to women versus like in a group of men but like not necessarily only limiting what you talk about what you discuss to like just a function like a man is only allowed to be empowered and a woman should just I mean empowered to do things or be active versus mm-hmm. a woman should just be empowered to like you know feel good about themselves like to make sure that conversation goes across genders mm-hmm. and so there's some women that will want to do action and there's some women who would just want to feel feel good just feeling inspired and but like not to prescribe a specific role so how you encourage women or un- how you encourage men. I think so, yeah. um, going off of that, like, 
more leadership roles, but specifically um, leadership roles where the woman is um, like leading both genders. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I've also seen a lot of churches be like, we have tons of leadership roles for women. Hospitality. They can go lead a women's Bible study. Um, they can <laughs> lead the kids ministry. The kids like, um, it's very, even within the church, I think there are like very particular leadership roles that um, they allow women to be in. Yeah. So I think like opening up some of those other roles. I feel like often the only times when I see women in the church praise is when they're when like they're being praised by like their spouse or mm-hmm. being recognized mm-hmm. um, like <laughs> via their so spouse. Like my wife has done all this in the background. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'll give her a round of applause. And, like, right, like I love that. Like that's a beautiful quality to have. But I wonder if it's okay that that's the only place that I'm seeing women being respected or revered in church settings. Yeah, I don't know either. Just from, like, personal experience, I definitely am not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for a lot. (laughs) I'm not asking for for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be taken seriously, and I think that I'm definitely not... What do you mean taken seriously? Um, So before we started serving... Um, my husband and I were together with our leaders and the four of us would be in like um, just training and Bible studies, devotionals uh, for like spiritual development, whatever, to serve in a church. So we, it was all four of us together for a long time, for a couple weeks. And then after a certain number of sessions, we branched out and it was the men got together for discipleship and then the women got together for discipleship. The men's discipleship was actual stuff. There was there was scripture reading, there was planning, there was like what's the list that you're thinking of or what are your what strengths and weaknesses. And my experience for with that, we didn't meet. We met one time and that was the last time we met. It was like, oh, um, you're probably fine. Just make sure, you know, cover your shoulders, nothing above the knees. Um, and I was like Okay, and that was it. And my husband had more discipleship training and sessions getting ready for the role. She never reached out again. The leader who was leading me in my discipleship, she only reached out the one time we never met again. Um, she's not a bad person. She's really nice. But I, she's like, they were like, oh, this, this isn't important. Like, your role in this isn't important is what I took from it. Um, even I just was never was like, oh, okay, fine. I get it. I'm not gonna chase you. You're not like obviously. I don't need to do anything. I, I was not surprised. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're treating me like this. This is what I expected, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but in that and other times, I've definitely felt not everywhere in the church. I'm just saying there are some few spots where if if I wasn't the person I am, I could have been like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be a Christian ever again. You know, mm. some people are easily to feel offended or will be like, this is the whole church, just this one person. And it's not the case. But um, I think with helping women in the church, I think there has to be, a, like, they have to be taken serious. There does have to be that respect. Mm-hmm. They do have to have value to the ministry, not just, oh, so-and-so's pretty wife that stands up and waves yep. every, like, mm-hmm. quarter. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I wonder if a part of that is due to people expecting women to have this innate knowledge base that, you know, you're a part of this, we expect you to already know how things run as the woman, um, since 
technically our role is to be the one running, making sure things are okay. But so if that's an innate expectation that, oh, maybe you don't need too much training because we should, you should know type of thing, you know? I wonder if that's a part of that. I feel like that would be beautiful, but I don't think that's... I don't think it is either. I was like, but I don't think it is either, but... I just know growing up, you know, in the church, seems like a lot of the experiences I have obviously are male leadership. Uh, elders are all males, which is why one of the things I like to do is come to this podcast so I hear, you know, godly women and learn. And so I think there might have been maybe a culture that's been shifting. I think in the future, my hope is to maybe empower more women because I think we need it. We need the dialogue and where God made us, I think, for each other to help one another, not just in marriage, It's um, but as women uh, and men coming together in the church and empowering one another and listening and making sure that um, women feel valued and important, not just feel, but they are know that they are valued um, and you know, have understand that they have uh, opportunities to lead and uh, high expectations. He said maybe the woman who was leading you just didn't. I don't know if the impression she got was from males who said, "Okay, this no big deal," or if um, that was just maybe her expectation of what um, you needed to know as a woman yeah. uh, um, doing your service. And so um, it doesn't for me. I. You know, I don't want to cast blame and say, okay, it's this person's fault or it's society's fault, but saying how can we um, change so that the whole body of Christ is empowered and doing its job? Because if, I think if men are the only leaders, <laughs> and, uh, then we're uh, in big trouble. <laughs> so um, we need the whole body working together. So Yeah, and I just want to amend what I, I mean. So I really believe that she, she, was tr- that she did her best and she wasn't ill or, or trying to do something bad or be rude or be whatever. I just really think that's what she believes she has to tell me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's it. Like, there's more for that. Mm-hmm. I just think there's more mm-hmm. for women's roles in the church. Mm-hmm. But. Do you ladies think, like, is it easy to, con- I guess it's terrible that I have to stay convinced, but is it easy to, like, convince guys that, like, women are sort of maligned or, like, discriminated against in terms of, like, getting, like, Depends on the roles, guy. leadership roles? I think I've had experiences where it's not necessarily hard to convince them, but, like, if you bring it up, um, they're like, wow, I never even thought of that. Like, it's not necessarily (laughs) like, oh, I don't believe you, like, convince me that this is, but it's just like, they're like, wow, like, I never noticed, like, that is true. Like, I, that's something I would never even think about. It's, that was my experience. (laughs) When I was, when I, when we were being prepared to, like, serve and going through the counseling that my wife was talking about she would tell me this, and I was just dumbfounded, because I was like, oh, no way. You know, you see? <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember even when, like, even with, like, yeah, this is sort of tangential, but, like, sexual harassment, like, the privilege mm-hmm. I have as a man is that I'm not often sexually harassed. Mm-hmm. And then we were on, like, a trip in, like, uh, another, con- in an Eastern European country with, like, I don't know, uh, different, doesn't matter. But, like, a lot of there was a lot of a lot of the girls on the trip uh, were, would explain how they were like uncomfortable or uh, placed in a lot of situations where they felt unsafe and they were they were harassed and I was just like oh yeah that totally happened for example uh, I didn't notice but none of the men would address the women directly 
like if one of the women had a role that we had deemed as our our team like oh that's her thing she's gonna handle this I'm gonna do this like one of the men from uh, would come like talk to me with like my wife standing next to me and I didn't notice at first that he wasn't talking to her or like talking to me to communicate to her but I was like oh she had pointed out that this was going on and as soon as she did I was like like my eyes were open (laughs) I was alerted to it but I was like wow Mm -hmm. it's so easy to miss what's happening because of the privilege I have as a man and that's not happening to me like I I, because it's not happening to me I can't even imagine that it's happening (laughs) and because I don't think like that I'm just like oh yeah sure why not yeah yeah why wouldn't like a yeah. mm-hmm. a, a, a woman be able to like yeah. teach the Bible if she went to Bible school and knows more than me about yeah. the New Testament and the Old Testament? That makes sense. Like yeah. she's has the Holy Spirit, she has the capacity to learn. So obviously she has the capacity to teach. You know, I just mm-hmm. think it's like my I have a lot of female pastors in my family. Um, in Puerto Rico, I don't know how they would fare so well in America, but um, they have their own churches. Like, it's crazy. So, I don't know a church that has a female lead pastor. Like in the Americas? Yeah, like I've never been to a church Yeah, I've never pastor. heard of one. My auntie. Oh! <laughs> auntie oh, yeah. Mercy. She was, <laughs> she was uh, the lead of the church, or the head pastor. That's all. Awesome. That she had to plant, though. She had to plant it. That's true. She had yeah. to plant her own prophetess and ministries. Really. Yeah. Wow. I had another example of, this one's not church-related, it's work. And so I worked, and me and this guy started, I started a year before he did. And we had, like, similar background experience, some, like, retail, some um, business, just we had similar background experience. He had started a year after I had. Um, He was white, and he was a male. And... One day, he, we, there was like an email that went around, and he got a promotion, and I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, huh? I was like, why? And because I work with him on dated race, I was like, what is he doing? Because I know what he's doing. Because <laughs> be, I know what we're doing. Like, how on earth did this happen? Mm-hmm. And so I asked him about it, because we're like friends, and I was like, so what, like, what is this about? He's like, pretty much I just went to the boss, and he like presented all his, um, what he brings to the team and blah 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 and yeah and that was it and he he kind of like spoke himself and he's like I think I should deserve this I've been here for this amount of years I've learned all these things um and she, the boss there was a woman and she was like okay yeah sounds good she was a woman she was a woman so he was telling me the story and I was like no way um there wasn't even like I don't even know how it happened. So uh, he kept telling me, he's like, yeah, you should go and do the same thing, you know, present to her. You've been here longer than I have. You do so much more than I do. And in my head, I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He kept trying to convince me. I was like, you don't understand. I'm a minority. I'm a woman. Um, If I I bet you, if I go and do the same thing, I'm not going to get the same response. I might even be like, they can do one of two things. They're going to tell me, oh, I mean, there's just nothing. There's no role available at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to think that I'm being too pushy and move me to another department. Or you can lose your job. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually he is like, you should do it. You should do it. And I was like, 
you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so we worked together, I met with, the, my job has like on, on like um, campus career counseling, we did this proposal, I set up the whole thing, I did like, I essentially pitched myself to my boss the same way he did. Mm-hmm. And my response was, oh yeah, we just don't have anything available at the time. And I was like, okay. And he was just like, no way. And I was like, I think um, another like important part of that story too, like kind of going back to the self-worth thing, but like I found myself in situations too where like kind of the beginning part where you're like, what did you do? And like him being like a man kind of just felt um, entitled or empowered to be able to just go to the boss and be like, this is what I do, like, you should promote me. Whereas, like, I feel like, um, I mean, myself, like, I would never even think to do that. And Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of that has to do with, like, internalized stuff about, like, um, being a woman and staying in your position. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the stuff, like, it's, like, we don't feel, or I guess I shouldn't say we don't feel a little bit, like, I sometimes don't feel like... um, I'm experienced enough, even if I might be, or, like, I'm educated enough, even though I am, like, realistically, but, um, it has more to do with, like, self-worth and, like, how, like, I perceive my abilities as a woman compared Mm -hmm. to, like, men in the room, you know? Mm -hmm. Breaks my heart, because, like, obviously, just to hear that, I mean, I went through those experiences, but that's just how you already feel going forward, even thinking about going into a promotion, like, my brother said, like, I don't think about being a man if I'm going to apply for a church job or apply for any job. Mm-hmm. I don't think about being white because the dominant. So you got white privilege and male privilege. So we just don't, it's not ever on my mind where I would not feel like I'm worthy or I've, someone would think I'd be aggressive. And which breaks hard because I think there's a lot of women that God is calling uh, to leadership roles or to just do other things and they may feel the same experiences and say, oh, I'm not um, this or that or they're not going to accept me um, because I'm a woman. And, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly how to change that overnight, but I like, to, <laughs> I like it to be obviously changed um, so that, you know, we can just feel empowered to do whatever God's calling us to do, ministry-wise, work-wise, um, for our families, for ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ease on back to um, the topic of gender roles. Um, as Christian folks, <laughs> how can we or how should we respond to situations where we feel like these expected gender roles are impeding on someone's progress or on someone reaching their full potential in, like God? Mm-hmm. Uh, like when, it ha- when it's happening to us directly or when we see it no, happening? it's happening to us when you witness it happening in any circumstance, given our background as Christians. No, I think it's important to speak up when yeah. you see it, to call out when you see yeah, it. Definitely. You know, like, uh... I mean, don't try to, like, no one's going to listen to you if you start a fight. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So I think the best thing is just literally just talk to people, spread awareness. Just It's just one of those things that, like you guys said, you don't even think about it because yeah. you're a boy. And mm-hmm. um, some do because they've just realized or seen it or have had experiences as well, but I think... Literally just telling people, I, ever since that first experience, um, and like researching about it and trying to see more things about, um, the one with my work, 
I've always, to girls, I'm always like, apply for that job you think you're way underqualified for because men do it all the time yeah. and they get the job. Yeah. And I'm just like, do, do it. Like, <laughs> you think you're here, apply for this because do that mm-hmm. because you can, because mm-hmm. you have to. Because if we're just going to limit ourselves yep. as women mm-hmm. in our roles before anybody else gets to put a limit on us, you're doing their job for you. You right. know, they if you, you we really have to focus on changing our mindset as yeah. women mm-hmm. and saying these are the roles I'm gonna accept these are the ones I'm gonna push into and just like with grace and try to like um, kind of like expand those boundaries I think also with women it's important for us to empower each other it's so easy for us to fall into the cattiness of you know the pettiness and all that but it's important to realize yeah, she's a sister. She's going through the same thing I'm going through. So hold each other's hand. If you know something, share the information. Just let's help spread the knowledge amongst each other and uplift and, you know, bring each other up along with us. So in terms of, like, calling stuff out, I struggle sometimes. Like, I've had this argument with my mom before and like Mm -hmm. um, different women in the church who like really really strongly believe in gender roles um, Mm -hmm. and anytime (laughs) I try to call it out I get the like Adam and Eve response Um, it's not Adam and Eve not that one um Kind of like what uh, Paul uses in First Timothy, where he kind of ends his argument on oh, yeah. like, well, yeah. Eve is the one mm. who is the deceiver, so that means <laughs> whatever. Like, it's actually all Eve's fault. Adam was given the commandment, but Eve was like, never given the command. It's hard because that's not Adam. People say so. Let Jesse finish. Let Jesse finish. No, it's just hard because that's what people say, and it's hard, too, because I've even had, like, like I said, like, my mom will say this. Like, I've had, like, women in the church, like, that's their response is, like, this is just, like, our burden that we have to suffer Mm. because of Eve. Mm. Mm. And I never know, like, how to respond to that. Does anyone have any words for that, like, in response to that? I've heard with the Adam and Eve argument, so... People will often say, okay, um, Eve was created second and she was the helper. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's kind of translated and, and kind of often communicated in like a secondary or derogatory sense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, from what I've learned and from what I hear a lot of people say is that word helper is used mostly to describe God. <laughs> so it's like God is in no sense that word is any way derogative uh, or anything like that. I don't think God ever <laughs> intended that relationship. I think sin did mess up our whole dynamic, and that's certainly people have that right. It messed up our self-worth mm-hmm. and messed up our relationships with each other, uh, how we view one another. Uh, obviously, you see right away we start just blaming one another and turning <laughs> on each other. Uh, and so those are all things, I think, from the fall that we need to continue to... Those are all mindsets I think we all have that we all need to wean ourselves off of in Christ um, and really um, see our true value uh, as men and women of God. Um, but again, like I said, that's that's uh, can be tough when we're talking coming from people with years of the, their own experience and history. That's why I think um, Paul writes the way he does. 
and why oftentimes the Bible is looked at as a misogynistic book because it's written to a culture that was very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as a matter of fact, the more I read, the more I study the Bible, I see how crazy it is in terms of women, of uh, women's rights and women um, taking care of women and empowering women, the way that Jesus just spent time uh, with women. So I think in that respect, it's a totally um, crazy book uh, about how much God loves and cares for both men and women. So... These are obviously tough conversations that happen over a long time. And I know for one, I'm just going to keep praying uh, for women, uh, for us uh, um, as a church, um, so that, uh, you know, we can have God's heart towards each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we have the Holy Spirit to guide us with a lot of these issues. Like, I think, I don't know if if we're intended to just, like, not think about things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I think we have the Holy Spirit to guide us with these issues, and God gave us... A brain. Use it. We've a lot to study the word. Study, 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 study the word. I feel like a lot of these issues arise because people are ignorant mm-hmm. about what the Bible says yeah. mm-hmm. in its totality. Like a lot of people get mm-hmm. the buzz points yeah. Yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, women should shut up. But I don't think a lot of women, a lot of people, a lot of recover your head. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot of people know about that verse in Proverbs you read where it described mm-hmm. all the things that a woman does mm-hmm. that we would characteristically ascribe as male attributes like yeah. being the breadwinner and doing all that work and stuff mm-hmm. so I think a lot of it comes uh, from a lack of education or mm-hmm. not trying to like study the yeah. word yeah. I, I think we're moving to a place too in heaven where we should never forget the picture of what mm-hmm. God's going to be we're, we're not going to be separated like right. <laughs> the necessarily genders I'm, not, I'm sure we'll have bodies and again it's all that speculation uh, how that's all going to practically work um, but it's going to be a lot different than how we are now and there's mm-hmm. not going to be this separation or even uh, it's going to be just perfect love and we're going to be um, with God um, uh, the way it, um, he intends for that time. So, mm-hmm. and keep that in mind too. Okay, well, thank you for your words. <laughs> thank you for your words, everyone. Thank you for being here. And um, thank you for listening in, whoever's out there. And <laughs> join us back at the table whenever we have something for you next. <laughs> <laughs>